Have you ever been bitten by an elephant? Certainly not. Have you ever been bitten by a mosquito? Certainly so. It's the little things. <laughs> okay all right i'll give you that one Both. i just oh man inspiration <sighs> it's the little things in life do i get an extra inspiration roll next time no damn it <laughs> hi guys hello it's nikki and tyler and this is page turners and button mashers Woo! Yeah. Holy shoots, we're on episode 77. 77. I know that uh, it probably would have been like 300 and something by now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, life is bullshit and things happen all the time, but I'm still happy that we're recording. Yeah, same. So a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. How have you been? I've been busy and stressed and just ugh. How have you been? Uh, yeah, about the same. I feel like we've both been having like weird bouts of anxiety and shit. Oh, oh and, for sure. Uh, like the depression has hit in a really fucked up way. Yeah. <laughs> and add on top of that. Uh, so I, I, I mean, I've talked about like depression and anxiety and all that shit and ADHD and my ADHD brain being like blah, 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 all the time. Um, but I, I feel like I don't really get to talk about the fact that I like have a lot of body dysmorphic things so we were going to we went to a wedding this past saturday yeah uh, before we recorded this obviously and i was trying to get a dress and i went to hot topic and because it's my style but like i was trying to find a skirt or a dress or i didn't really care because sometimes they like actually have things that fit you know mm -hmm. and i'm technically plus sized but it was something about, like, going in there and having things not fit really fucked with me. And Tyler can attest to the fact that I was, like, I was an emotional wreck. Yes. However, I will say, uh, not fair to do that in Hot Topic because the shit doesn't even fit me most of the time. I know, and he's, like, super skinny. We had to get, uh, like, for pants, we had to get, uh, what was it, a 40 to we fit had, my legs. Yeah. And we had to go like two sizes up. Not more than two sizes oh, up. Oh yeah, that's true. I'm like a 32. Oh yeah. yeah. And it, I think it might have been like a 38, but it, it was, wasn't that much bigger, yeah. but it was still a decent amount. It was like, I need a belt, but like in order for it to fit my legs, it needed to be larger. Exactly. <laughs> but it was one of those like irrational, like bleh situations yeah. that I'm like, great. Now clothes don't fit me, so I'm going to go shoe shopping. And I ended up getting a new pair of Vans. So. Which are super cute. They really are. And I've been wanting a pair of Vans like that for a long time. Your feelings are super valid. My feelings are valid. <laughs> Just want you to know that. Yeah. As far as uh, podcasting goes, we don't really have any updates, except for the fact that Pale Button Masher's Realm <laughs> remix... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Button Mashers Realm episode 9 came out. Yeah. And uh, things got crazy. And next episode, we get to start in a fight. <laughs> so, double digits for that one's coming up. And yeah. I cannot believe that we're heading to double digits. Yeah. I am beyond stoked. Yeah, it's going great so far. Absolutely. I feel like I'm a shitty DM, and every time I'm just like, I don't feel like I'm doing good. And then AJ's like, he's the best DM I've ever had. 
Honestly, I, your play style is really, really fun for all of us. I, I, I know you don't take a woman's will, but like seriously, you you're a great DM, and I'm not just saying that because I'm your wife, but like. I'm kidding. Yes, I get a roll for inspiration. <laughs> it is noted. <laughs> oh no, I ruined the headset. Yeah, no, now I can't hear out of my left. Same. Oh wait, no, there it goes. I can't hear it out of my back. left. It came back. It came back. Okay, well, <laughs> Technical I can't. difficulties. I can't hear out of my left, so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't hear that, sorry. <laughs> we had a minor technical difficulty. Yeah, I smacked the cord. Yeah, which made both of our left ears go. <laughs> it was just like, eh, lol. <laughs> Surprise, guys! We share one mic. Um, yeah. What? <laughs> I know. Anyways, uh, five minutes passed. Are you ready to hear what book I read? Uh, no, I'm actually done for today. Ah, <laughs> oh, dang. Of course. <laughs> so, uh, for this episode, I read a very gay book named Juliet <laughs> Takes a Breath by Gabby Rivera and Celia Moscote. Oh, yeah, Moscote. Celia. Sorry, not Celia. I should know better. Yeah, what are you doing? I know, I'm so stupid. I'm <laughs> bad Hispanic. <laughs> bad llama. Bad llama. <laughs> so uh, the story begins with an email from Juliet to her favorite author, Harlow. Mm. Talking about their book, Raging Flower, Empowering Your Pussy by Empowering Your Mind. I was, was not ready for that <laughs> at all. <laughs> I know. oh wait it gets better i was Um, (laughs) it was originally picked up by her so that she can make people uncomfortable on the subway oh so she just vibes with it in her bag at first it was instead this quote magical labia manifesto end quote became her bible how she was able to see her quote brown round ass quote in her words if it was okay, if she could become sisters with this person, if, of course, she finds it okay. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> this was a letter from uh, Juliet, who happens to be, she is a, she is, explains that she is a BX Bronx Puerto Rican. Oh. New Yorican, if you will. <laughs> that is what we call them. Okay. That dreams of raised fists and solidarity, mar- solidarity marches led by matriarchs fueled by cafe con leche where she can march alongside cigar smoking donas and black powered uh, I hate this word dykes in her words oh. <laughs> and all the weirdos and no one is left out no one is living a lie anyway she says she's going insane in the world she lives in <laughs> if Harlow has a room for a nerdy asthmatic baby dyke from the Bronx Bronx then she should write her back. She closes the letter with Punani power forever. Punani power. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Punani power. Juliet Milagros Palante. And I'm sitting here like, what the fuck did I just read? That was a lot very quickly. I'm <laughs> that was just like the first page. That was so much in just quick succession. <laughs> I got scared. Uh, by the way, did I mention that this was rated one out of the, um, not the best books? So, uh, we'll oh. find, you'll find out if it's good or not. Okay? Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was trying to go down that route again. It's been long gotcha. enough that I haven't been tortured. Okay, that makes more sense. This right? book is awful. Well, we'll see. So, uh, mm. Juliet wrote that letter like three months ago, and that night she's on her way to Portland, Oregon. 
Hmm. She's on the train back to the Bronx while she's reading the Raging Flower book. What? Anytime Portland, Oregon is brought up, I think of my mom. Can I tell this story? Please, go for it. Um, I came out as bi and I also did drag a while ago. I like wearing women's clothes. They're comfy. And he stole my crop top and it looks better on him. (laughs) But uh, my mom tries (laughs) to like go with it. She tries to be so supportive and she visited Portland. And she went, you would love it there. Men wear dresses all the time. And like, that's... (laughs) Thanks, mom. (laughs) Thanks, mom. I know you're trying. I love the support, but holy shit. I love that. (laughs) My mom is awesome. (laughs) She really is. Anyway, um, so Juliet is on the train back to the Bronx while she's reading the Raging Flower book. Um, She apparently got an internship internship with Harlow. Okay. Uh, However, feminism is something she's new to. So the word sounds too white, too structured. She wishes there were another word for it. For feminism? Yeah. Fucking right on. Right? (laughs) But Juliet had a secret that she believes could kill her, and one day she hopes it does. Jesus. Yeah. Anyways, while she's pondering in dread, her mother calls her to get her ingredients for sofrito without really asking for it. Oh. Yeah, you know how it is. Also, something sweet. <laughs> Literally, just like, oh, can you give me the ingredients for sofrito, but also give me something sweet. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, uh, I'm not sure if anybody else can hear this, but I hear it clear as day. Nikki's tummy is making noises. Yeah, it's going. Yeah, so if you hear that, that's what it is. It's Nikki's tum tum. <laughs> Sorry. Stop it. <laughs> When she, uh, so when she gets to the market, she's still in thought when three gross men approach her about her, quote, juicy ass and slap her ass. My rage intensified extremely quickly. Yeah, they corner her oh, and good. harass her for a moment longer in the middle of the fucking store. Yeah, that, uh, that doesn't happen in real life. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It does. Before 100%. a mom with her kids distract the men long enough for her to get away. Fuck yeah, mom. Yeah. This happens every day to her. She's sick of it. Luckily, the book she's been reading has made her somewhat confident in herself. Ooh. So, yeah, we don't elaborate on that. We just say that she's somewhat confident. So she makes her way home from that situation, and she reiterated that she has a major secret that she can't hold on to anymore. One she hopes her family doesn't disown her over. Ooh. She introduced us to her family, her mama, her abuela Petalda, and her little brother, Melvin, whom Juliet loves a whole lot. Yeah, his name's Melvin. That fits your family dynamic so much. I know, right? <laughs> Raymond. Raymond, there's Cecile, and then there's Benny. Yep, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm fucking saying. Right. Holy shit. By the way, my first name is uh, not Nikki. Anyway. Oh, plot twist. <laughs> plot twist. Plot clumpins. You're welcome. Uh, ew, that sounds like cat litter. I shared it on the uh, Facebook group today, by the way. Ew. To get a, uh, a reference to what I was talking about there. Appreciate it. Yeah. Go follow that. Anyway, uh, so her little brother Melvin is part of the family whom Juliet loves a lot. Who is Jewel in the main character? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Melvin is in her room and she admits to him that she needs to let out what she's been holding close to 
the truth. And he says, Falcons in the wild don't care if they're gay. Let out your lesbonic truth, sister. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really my favorite quote I've ever heard. Lesbonic in my life. truth. Yep. <laughs> Fucking amazing. I know. I was like, excuse me, the fuck? Les- wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. So he's a really sweet brother, obviously. But she hopes that her parents and family won't just won't be angry at her for being who she is. Now, it's time for her goodbye dinner. Puerto Rican style. Vistec en cebollado, alcapurrias, and arroz con maíz. <laughs> Do you have any idea what those are? Uh, You said arroz con maíz? Maíz. 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 That's corn. Yeah. It's rice with corn. Yeah. Bistec encebolado. That's steak and I don't know the other word. Uh, Encebollado. Sorry. In onions. Steak oh. and onions. And do you know what alcapurrias are? No. Al Capone? That's a mafia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was, that was bad. Yeah. That was extremely insensitive. <laughs> I'm sorry. So alcapurrias are just, they're like a deep fried fritter kind of thing. Oh. Yeah. Um, so they take like the mashed banana and then they deep fry it. Mm. If you haven't had Puerto Rican food, have it. I, um, I never had Puerto Rican food until I met her. Yeah. I'm shaking it because my elbow's on there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but you know, it's, it's fucking amazing. It's life. Morcia. Morcia. Yeah. Fucking Which is a, it's a, it's Puerto Rican blood sausage, which I don't even like. a lot better than it sounds. Yeah, I don't like it because I'm I'm very much a texture person, but Tyler loves it because of the flavor. It's actually the texture too. You like the texture? Yeah, I love that. Okay. I love that texture. I love the texture. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so her two aunts are present, and she stays quiet while they talk. When her mom finally asks what's up, she talks about the assault and the harassment. Her titi Meli, by the way, in Puerto Rico, it's titi Natia. Oh. Yeah. So her titi Meli says, that's how boys say they like you. <laughs> when she says she's gay anyways, her titi Wepa was like, ah, that old trick. <laughs> yup. Yup. There it is. When Juliet uh-huh. used it as an opportunity to say, no, she's really gay. Her mom didn't take it too well. Mm. Yeah. So Meli said that she maybe hasn't found the right guy. And her mother says she hasn't had a boyfriend, so how does she know what she likes? But she said she's been dating a girl for a year, and she's happy. However, her mom couldn't look at her and told her through a closed door to call her when she lands. Then she left for Portland. Yep. I don't like that. I don't either. That's not fair enough. So I will say her titi huepa and her abuela told her that they love her unconditionally before she left. So there's some hope. Same with her brother and her cousin. Good. When she lands, she has minor anxiety about what is about to happen to her. Yeah. When Harlow Brisbane comes to pick her up, she gives her a huge hug and says her aura smells fresh hate that yeah i don't know either. not not a fan of that that is your aura smells fresh what your... the fuck does that mean do that's, i smell like soap that's the <laughs> same fucking level of sketchiness as your face is completely symmetrical yeah that's kind of if i took a cleaver to it there would be two matching sides no don't do that that's from uh, heathers by the way thanks but no thanks yeah. um 
No, so it's safe to say that Harlow is uh, white. Mm. <laughs> so oh, well, yeah, your aura. Your aura smells fresh. <laughs> Yo, what? What up with that fresh aura? I'd legit be like, thanks. <laughs> uh, anyway, so they get to the house and Harlow doesn't lock her doors. Uh, Juliet gets to her bed and gets her bed and sleeps. And the next morning, she's awakened to Harlow giving her a blunt. Yeah. Oh, by the way, when Harlow enters her uh, house, she knocks on the door and says, thank you for giving me a life house. I love white people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a white person, by the way. I should clarify that. If you didn't know. Oh, man. Anyway. White white people are wild. (laughs) White people are. White, yeah. That's that's Portland white. Yep. So she starts going off about how she figured out the internship flingy thingy. That's exactly how she says it. Flingy thingy. Flingy thingy. I love it. Then goes on to hand her basically a box of scrap paper and tells her to figure out her feminism truth and leaves the room. Yeah, she just filled out a bunch of notes and put them in a box and said, here you go. (laughs) Figure it out. Figure it out. Leaving Julia to freak the fuck out for a bit before leaving the room. That's fair. And walking into Harlow's former stepchild named Fen. They, them pronouns. Hmm. They're literally naked in the middle of the room. And Juliet's like, you're naked. And they're like, you could be too. And it's a free world here. It's part of the, <laughs> yeah, the they're sanctuary, literally, man. It's not even that. It's like, you could be too. It's a free world. <laughs> so Juliet was like, thanks, but I got to go to the bookstore. <laughs> Before they leave, Harlow tells Juliet to follow her aura. Yeah, it, it is what it is. So, Fen and Juliet get on the bus, the stinky-ass bus, and head to the most famous bookstore in Portland, Powell's. Hey, we were listening to a podcast about that. We were listening to Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet, and yes. they did a... It was one of their very early episodes about Powell's. Yeah, it's it's a good one. Christine straight away from Powell's a little bit, but... Uh, Zandy did not. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry to... I, I remember that episode. It was a lot of one stars that were really weird. It was a good one. Yep. So they look around for a little bit when Juliet gets a call from her mom. She tells her about her Titi Penny who had a friend who was more than a friend. Uh, she knew before Juliet told her about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that she looked at Lena the same way, her girlfriend. Oh. But she also said, quote, just like her, it'll pass because it's a phase. Nope. Hey, I've heard that. Oh, you have. Which Juliet disagreed. Yeah, that's the crazy thing about sexuality. It's not a face. It's not. Unfortunately, before she could protest more, her mom got a call from her other aunt and hung up on her. Mm. (laughs) Fen came to the rescue with a book to actually get mad about and a suggestion to go hug trees to feel better. She turned it down and said she would see them later. When I said go hug trees, he just went, what? <laughs> White people do some crazy shit. <laughs> I just can't. Yo, man, let's go hug some trees. Yeah, I know. Shut up. There's bugs on them. Yeah, I don't like bugs that much. Anyway, much later that night, Juliet was back on a bus to Harlow's. Still upset about the fact that her mom knew and probably still tried to pray the gay away. Hell yeah. Also, she didn't know her titi. 
Hell yeah! Bring that gay away! <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I love making fun of that. I know. Right? Whenever somebody's like, pray the gay away, I'm just, hell yeah! Because <laughs> that's not how it works. Exactly. Yeah. I just get... You just get suppressed in a really uncomfortable way. Yeah. Live or, your life. Yeah. Fucking hell yeah. Unless it hurts somebody, just fucking do what you want. Um, or literally do you, because that's a safe route. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Also, uh... Top tier advice. Anyway, she didn't know her Titi Penny had a girlfriend at one point. Yeah, Just saying. Right on. That's a thing to find out. You're like, whoa. Yeah, I know, right? Be like, oh god, I can't even imagine one of my aunts being like, Nuh-uh. oh yeah, I was gay at one point. <laughs> That's the from Easy A. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was gay at one point. I was gay at one point. Uh, so she makes it back to hear that Fen is leaving on a tree-hugging excursion. Of course. I'm- I wish I were kidding. But in reality, they're running from the fact that their mom won't be back. Probably ever. Oh. They tell Juliet to be careful with Harlow. Sometimes she flakes. Mm-hmm. Super hard. Juliet says that she's aware and prepared and tells him palante. It means forward. Hmm. I like that. I know, right? The next morning, Juliet tells her, begins on her studying journey for her fairy thing. I wish I was kidding. It's what Harlow called it. She gets a coffee, sets up a book time at Powell's, meets a couple of friends of Harlow's, and calls Lainey. But Lainey doesn't answer. Oh. Yeah. How rude. It's been a minute since they've spoken, and it's made Juliet a little sad. Oh. Later that day, she's at the library on the phone with her prima, Eva. Cousin. Yes. I was fucking... I was getting there. It's okay. I was like going through the family. I was like, no, no. Abuela's grandparent. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Prima. So who knows one of the clues Harlow left for Juliet. Her name is Lolita Lebron. In 1954, she she shot a gun in the air in the U.S. House of Representatives. She demanded liberty for Puerto Rico. Hell yeah. Due to the U.S. annexing PR taking land and resources, and even banning the Puerto Rican flag from 1889 to 1952, her famous words were, I'm not here to kill anyone. I'm here to die for Puerto Rico. God damn. Now. That's fucking awesome. I know. Now that that history lesson is done, as a half Puerto Rican myself, I need to look into it more. (laughs) Um, As somebody who married a half Puerto Rican, thought I was from the island the next day. Like. (laughs) Babe. Anyway, Juliet is interrupted (laughs) by a mega babe, as she calls her, named Kira. Mega babe. The library intern. Ooh. They have a cute interaction at the printer where Juliet is trying to get copies of the book. (laughs) Uh, And what ends up happening is Kira is just like, can I help you? And she helps her out. And it was was... Juliet's awkward. (laughs) It's cute. Same though. I know. So Lainey finally calls back, telling Juliet she had a hard week and that her calls were stressing her out. Oh. Yeah, and she's like, I'm sorry, is it okay to say that? Because, like, young Democrats might go past summer and this is my life, you know? This isn't real life. Not pl- This is real life, not playtime with pussy lady. That's what she calls Harlow. <laughs> yeah, that's what Lainey says to Juliet. Isn't that fucking stupid? Yeah. I wasn't ready for that. I know, it was a lot. Uh, Juliet says that she understands her internship is important too. And Lainey ends the call with, I love you, but I need some space. And then hangs up. (laughs) 
It's like, you haven't spoken in two weeks, and that's the first thing that you say to me? Yeah. Okay, but fuck off. You say pussy lady. Yeah, also, it, that word doesn't... It said a lot in this book, and the fact that I have to muster up the fact that I hate saying it... Yeah. Pussy. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Your face just kind of went... Mm, when you did that, just saying. Yeah. It was kind of funny, just... Yeah, because I'm uncomfortable. Anyway, so the next morning, Juliet gets her period, woo, and wakes up having stained sheets. Oh. It's... Honestly, the worst thing to f- way to find out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Harlow finds out and is like, cool, embrace it. Take care of yourself in the adult sense and like, enjoy it. Bathe yourself in the blood. No, the <laughs> adult sense. I know. I was just saying like <laughs> fucking weird hippie shit. No, you're not wrong. Weird hippie shit. Wipe it on your face. <laughs> no, no. Fucking bathe in it so you can be fertile. No. Do I not sound like one of the one of the yep. hip, one of them hippies? Yep, I had to. I had to just, nope. <laughs> Woosa. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, what she's done taking care of herself. Uh, Lainey texts her that she's sorry and to call her to talk about all the things. How about no? So this conversation starts with finding out that Banana Republics refers to a small number of self-appointed elite who run a whole ass government. Loose words, I don't care to have a whole definition. Anyways, Juliet calls and is like, bruh, did you know this? And when Lainey's like, yeah, so what? (laughs) Juliet kind of gets upset and Lainey is like, watch your tone. So Juliet's (laughs) mad. Watch your tone, how about you kick rocks? Exactly. Uh, So Juliet's upset because their banana republic thing had to pertain to colonization. That's literally what ends up happening. Yeah. And she felt as though Lainey was just brushing it off the, off to the side. So Lainey snapped that when she said to call her and tell her all the things, she meant cute things like compliments. She was mad that one week with quote, the pussy lady. Yep. There it is. And Juliet knows everything. Hmm. Yeah. It sounds like the fucking, like, oh, you think you're so smart now that you went off to college. Yeah, literally. That's what it sounds like. But it's even weirder because it's like, this is supposed to be your girlfriend, and the only thing you're saying to me is, I thought you were going to just call me and compliment me. Yeah, that's... Narcissistic as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's gross. So, Juliet wanted to say all of the cute things, but Lainey just hung up. Fair. Leaving Juliet sad and all in a tizzy with this whole learning about the U.S. feminism, soy milk, and all that stuff. <laughs> it's it's nutty. It's a lot. Yeah. And picking fights with her girlfriend doesn't exactly help. Oh, yeah. But Harlow gave her a calendar to track her period with, and they ended up going to a woman named Octavia's writing shop. So that was her, here's be happy thing. <laughs> a woman named Octavia. Yeah, so they went to her writing shop. You know what? That might actually work for some people to make them happy. Yeah. Well, specifically Juliet. She likes writing. Yeah. So fuck it. You know what? That's nice. I know, right? That they're just like, hey, I know what you like. Uh, By the way, uh, I am kind of jumping all over the place with this book because I have to summarize it and it's a graphic novel. So Uh, hmm. yeah. Hence my things might jump around a bit. If you have questions, let me know. So things go (laughs) well. Or read it. Or read it. Uh, things go well at first, but then it goes all weird when some white girls call having a brown and black led writing workshop, quote, reverse racism. <laughs> yep. 
Harlow goes to bat for them, but ends up saying the wrong thing. Max, lady, her ex, explains her point of view the next morning over breakfast with Juliet. Mm-hmm. She said the phrase, quote, and for once be important. For black and brown women. Mm-hmm. For once. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I got it. Yep. I'm just trying to register it. Yep. When it came to women of color. Mm-hmm. As if they were not, ne- they never were and still aren't. I'd like to think that they are. Yeah. So <laughs> personally. it's. Yeah, absolutely. But it's, it's the wording. Yeah. No, that's, I don't like it. Yeah. It's, it's Max's belief that Harlow has a hard time in not giving into the colonizer mindset still. <laughs> Even her allyship causes some harm. When asked why Max is still friends with Harlow, it's mainly for loyalty. Uh, she was her family when Max's didn't stick around, so it's hard to let it go. Yeah. She okay. worries for Juliet as well, since Max and Juliet share this dreaminess of what Harlow offered. She just wants Juliet to call her out when it's wrong. Mm-hmm. People need to be held accountable for their actions and words, even when they're trying to help. So, which I fully agree. Yeah, definitely. So Juliet goes to the library and thinks this all over, especially how she was always told to follow the rules. When Kira drops a note to meet her at the front in 10, she has cookies. Cookies? Cookies! They met and ate cookies. The library was closing soon and Juliet was like, really? Already? (laughs) When Kira offered her a ride home, Juliet agreed and off they went on Kira's motorcycle. It was a cute moment, honestly, Aww. where Juliet Aww. swooned every time Kira put her hand on hers. <laughs> cute. <laughs> when they made it to Harlow's, she gave Kira a hug, and Kira gave her her number. Ooh. On the porch, she had a letter from Lainey. She thought this was a cute girlfriend package who was actually a breakup letter. Oh. Uh, saying okay. she fell in love with another woman she believed to be her forever person. So the letter was goodbye. And cue Juliet's absolute destruction. Yeah. Oh God, that's not good. For a whole week, she was miserable. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't blame. I know. Yeah. When Max, a friend named Zaria, and Harlow came to her rescue and cooking her food and trying to feel better, in the middle of her consolation, Juliet's mother called. Mm. She was mad Juliet didn't call for a week. When she was told that Lainey broke up with Juliet, she was like, well, on to the next phase and to find a good boyfriend. Yep. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> but Juliet had to tell her, no, it wasn't a phase. Her mother decided to tell her she doesn't know herself and she can set her up with her friend's son, Eduardo. You know, like someone who doesn't listen. Yeah. No, that's fucking very common. It's so stupid. It's yeah, but it's like I'm just gross. (laughs) So Juliet realized this is how it's always going to be. Mm -hmm. So she took her frustration to the library, where she got a lot of work done, and called Kira to be her date to Harlow's book reading at Powell's. Mm. Kira said yes, and even suggested stargazing afterwards. That's adorable. I know. We, we love that. Lainey even tried to call, but Juliet declined. <gasps> she didn't plan her demise, so no need to answer. <laughs> Fair. The day of the reading, Max helped out Juliet get ready for things, and in doing so, warned her. 
she could go crazy white lady on all of them. <laughs> it started out that way, and then Juliet chilled her out. The mm-hmm. reading went super well. Until Zaria, Max's partner, asked what Harlow is doing to support the black and brown queer folk. She has all the time to hear what she's been doing. When Harlow decided to say, I took in an impoverished inner city queer Latina, saving her from bullets and violence. It's all due to raging flower. Juliet and Kira were both like, hold up the fuck. So, wow. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's um. Not a fan of it. Can I just read it again? Because the shock of it. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, I took in an impoverished inner city queer Latina, saving her from bullets and violence. That's presumptuous. And all it's all due to raging flower. What the, what the fuck is raging flower? The book. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's all thanks to that? Yeah. Because Juliet wrote her the fucking email. Yeah. <sighs> so. Yeah, that's that's not even subtle racism. No, it's not subtle at that's all. so blatant. When Harlow like, hey. called Juliet up as her example. Instead, Juliet fucking left. Good. As she left, Harlow called out, Juliet, you're the proof. <laughs> Rage. And Juliet found a spot and sobbed. She took another look at the email she sent Harlow, seeing where the fuck it said anything about saving her. Yeah, no. And nothing. Yeah. Because that's not her. Yeah. She didn't say anything about getting shot at either or violence. She was just like, I'm gay, help me. Did it say where she's from originally? Who? Uh, Juliet. Yeah, the Bronx. The Bronx, that's New right. York. You did you did say that. She even wrote it. Like she's that's... like, I'm from New York. Like the Bronx is yeah, they may be somewhat ghetto, sure. And I could say that because my dad's ghetto as fuck. So <laughs> that being said, it's just like, yeah, it's somewhat ghetto. So that doesn't <laughs> always mean that Are you kidding me? That's, that's that is literally presumptuous. Oh yeah. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so Max called her to let her know she's there if Juliet needs them. Uh, then her cousin Ava called saying she had a weird dream to save her. Love you. Juliet just yes. said, yes. Please book it for tomorrow. Please. And Ava was like, on I'm on it. Yeah. I got you. So Harlow called, but Juliet ignored it. Good. <laughs> yeah. Good, because that person's a piece of shit. Yep. Then Kira came on her bike to the rescue. At Kira's apartment, Kira told her that she didn't do anything wrong at all. That she's half white and half Korean. Yeah. Her my, her white mom doesn't believe racism exists. Oh. <laughs> yeah. She told her Harlow acted like a trash bag and Juliet deserves way better. Yeah. Then they kissed a whole lot. Kira ran Juliet a shower, and they did all the sexy things with each other. Ooh. Yep. Then Juliet went to Max and Zaria's home to heal. Then she flew to Miami Ooh. just to get away. Fucking A. I know. Why not? Go That's where Miami. Ava was. Yeah. So Juliet was greeted by her cousin Ava, who took them both to her Titi Penny's house. 
Yeah. Upon the hugs and kisses of greetings, she was instructed to give her mama a call. Mm. Her mom finally decided to read that book to see where she came from. Took her long enough. And Juliet (laughs) apologized for not telling her about Miami. Mm -hmm. Then she told her Titi, Penny, and Ava everything from the beginning. They agreed that Harlow's a bitch. And the book is all white woman forward. It, it, It now seems that way. It really is. Yeah. Right? So Juliet said it didn't feel like that at first, but now it's all wonky. Yeah, that's very fair. Right? So her and her prima got to talking all about Ava's current crush named Luz Angel. And how how things in the queer world work. Including the difference between sex and gender and all that beautiful knowledge that even if you don't agree with, you can learn it's not your life, so fuck off. Sorry. No, I agree. That, that was, was just that was a Nikki insertion. That was just <laughs> awesome. You can you can easily learn it. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> and if you don't agree with it, you can still respect other people about their choices. It doesn't hurt you. Fuck off. Okay. That's a PSA from me. And then <laughs> that <laughs> night, she slept really well. The next morning, she woke up to a bullshit apology email from Harlow that read, Juliet, I'm flawed. (laughs) I'm sorry my white bullshit spewed all over you. Let's start fresh. Goddess love Harlow. There's a person that this reminds me of. Right? Oh my god, when I read this, I was like, why is this familiar? I feel like I've gotten this email. Not an email, but uh, there, there was another podcast. <gasps> oh, oh, you are correct. Yeah, I won't talk about that here, but. No, no, no. There's so much tea on that shade. Yeah. No tea, no shade, no lemonade. <laughs> uh, Glad you realized immediately who I was talking that about. That was buried deep in there, wasn't it? Yep. Anyway. I, I, you said that, and I was just like, hmm, person? It literally sounds familiar. Like, it sounded, when I read it, I was like, why does this sound so familiar? Like, we've gotten this email before. I wonder what that person's up to. I don't care. <laughs> anyway, uh, so she hated to think it, but she did. Fuck Harlow Brisbane. Ooh. <laughs> then she asked her Titi Penny about her first love for that lady back in the day, asking if it was a phase. Her Titi said no. It wasn't a phase. She just... She was it. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't have all the words we have now, but she just, she loved her. Yeah. Juliet explained her mom was convinced it was because she married her uncle Len, but Penny corrected her. Her mom is tough, but you are your own person. If it is a phase, so what? Your whole life, who cares? Yeah. Enjoy it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Hence my point, if it doesn't hurt anybody, (laughs) do it. Enjoy your fucking life. Anyway, Ava hugged her 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 Ava hugged her mom, her mommy. And she was like, Mommy, we're both (laughs) by And her mom asked if they got a parade too. She's just like, oh, we're bi. Do, do bi people get a parade? <laughs> I was like, oh my fucking God. I fucking wish. I know. <laughs> then her cousin said that she's making up Juliet and they're going out. We get to this party. I'm talking like the queerest, prettiest party I've ever seen. Yeah. 
Illustrated. And we got to see Luz Angel, a Cuban queer trans woman who is stunning. Yeah. Yeah. And as per usual, Ava Ava chickened the fuck out of (laughs) saying anything to her. That's fair. But it turns out Luz felt the same way. (laughs) So Juliet intervened and pushed them together. It was cute. Also, just so we know, this party is where Juliet gets her haircut, a signature look, I would say. Mm-hmm. Then after all the fun is over and her visit, I might add, it's time to go back. Okay. When she feels the time is right, she opens her letter from her little brother, who comes out to her as well. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I know. Oh. She's on the plane when she reads it, and I'm like, aw. Her last bits of time in Portland left her with the time to finish her project that she started and submitted for her class. Yeah. It was a story she was going to have published. She found a home with Zarya and Max and she fell in love with herself. She fell in love herself with Kira. Yay. The last day of her being in Portland was her having a cleansing of sorts. She didn't go on a hike with Zarya and Max. She's too asthmatic. (laughs) Fucking mood. (laughs) Holy shit. Instead, she thought about when she confronted Harlow and gave her the mixtape she originally made for Lainey. Mm -hmm. I missed out those parts, but small details. Yeah. She was mad at her, calling her an impoverished city kid, disrespecting all the kids living, really living that struggle. Yeah. It's racist as hell. Yeah. Yeah. So she needed an explanation. She has no excuse. She panicked and tried to get her to do the work for her. She had no excuse and didn't want to stop it. Oh. Yeah. Damn. Zoe joined Juliet back in the present and she's pushing herself to go on this hike anyway. Her mother called at one point explaining she is trying to understand her after a call with Penny. Okay. But most of all, she's sorry and that she just loves her. She made it to a river and dived in, where she was basically washed around until she was spit back out on a sandy shore. Not too far, I'm hoping. Yeah, right. It was the first time she could take a breath. When she got home to her mom, her mom had a new purple composition notebook waiting for notebook, notebook. notebook waiting for her. The inscription read, Dear Juliet, reading will make you brilliant, but writing will make you infinite. Aww. Consult the ancestors while counting stars in the galaxy. Remember to breathe. Oh. The end. Hey. I know. Okay. That I want tattooed on me. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I love that. It's, oh, God. that I got chills from that fucking quote. Come on. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. So. So this was on the worst books yeah. list? Yeah. So at first I was like, so mind you, um... <laughs> Politically, if you want to know, I'm a little bit like down the middle yes. about a lot of things because I was raised in a mostly conservative family, mm-hmm. but they also were open minded to a lot of arguments, if you will. Mm-hmm. And in my case, I ended up a little bit more left leaning, but whatever. So in this case, a lot of the hippie kind of things kind of it was it was a little too much. Yeah, even for me. And And I was like, usually I'm like, yeah, you know, live your life. I don't care. But it was like, okay, don't push your weirdness. I will say the hippiness reminded me of an art professor who I absolutely adored. Totally fair. uh, In college. Yeah. Like, 
one at one point where my brother worked, uh, he used to work for land conservation, and they did a wildfire, yeah, or a wild burn, mm-hmm. and uh, she showed up because she was married to one of his coworkers. Oh, cool! Yeah, like his supervisor or something, and she walked out, and she's like, "Oh, I love." Uh, when you guys do national or uh, natural fires and you know wild burns, because the ash, I just want to put on a white dress and roll around in it and see the pattern that it would make. I'm out, and I'm just <laughs> like, I fucking love that. <laughs> I love you, but it's a little over the top. It's a but much. like, she's she's not hurting anybody. Exactly. Unlike but in this, case, this move or this book movie, uh, Harlow really hurt her. Like she hurt me. I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I am very light skinned. I will admit that. I, I know that, but I am still who I am. Yeah. You know, and it, to be like, oh, I saved an impoverished brown kid. And I was like, yeah, that's fucking, ugh, I hate oh, that. I am anger. Yeah. I was like, you did, you fucking did not. Like, yeah. you're not going to use me like this. Yeah, that's, fuck you. <laughs> oh my God. So, Fuck you to the highest degree. Yeah. That being said, like, I found this book. It's more of a graphic novel. It's a singular graphic novel, right? Mm-hmm. And it does teach you some pretty interesting lessons, especially yes. about living your truth and being honest to who you are. And also calling out what's really bad, even if it seems really good. In mm-hmm. in waking up to that. Don't look at the shiny, pretty thing and being like, ooh, this is perfectly fine. And it's like, but it isn't. It wasn't okay. Yeah, that was. What she was doing was not okay from the beginning. And she admitted it, you know? So I feel like with that being said, I wanted to give this one, rereading this now and remembering what I do. I want to give it like a seven and a half, eight. Okay. Because there are um, some things cool. that do kind of skip around and yeah. they're trying to get the points across and that's perfectly fine. And even taking notes was like, how oh, the fuck am I going to take notes on this, right? But I can relate, you know? Yeah. I may be half Puerto Rican, but I can understand that part of the culture where mm-hmm. it's a little bit more on the conservative side, definitely. Oh, yeah. And From what I've noticed as a white boy yeah looking in. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit on the conservative side. However, that... that that love and that support from her titis and her everybody just being like yeah don't 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 worry about it we love you yeah you know that's awesome that that is something i've also felt with my family yeah. and that's 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 part of the reason why i got a little higher score there hell yeah but yeah i i did enjoy it it had a good a lot of good messages it really showed uh what white people do <laughs> sometimes <laughs> And I'm just like, that's so real. It's not just white, it's white. Yeah. It's Portland white. <laughs> it's Portland white. Yeah. yeah. The, the keep it weird is the... Yeah. For sure on mm-hmm. there. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, you want to try and guess these one-star reviews? Please. I really want to play this game. It's time for... What book is this? Yeah, sure. Be a one-star review. All right. So... Uh, this comes from Only Every Day on Amazon is the uh, reviewer. One star review. I wish I could return this book. This is by far the worst book I've read in 10 years. I don't normally write a review, but it was so bad I had to. I gave one star because the author did write a series and most people never complete a book. 
I find the content a jumble of mixed-up half-truths about various legions. Totally predictable storyline from a terrible B-teen horror movie. The characters are not developed well and have no depth or intelligence. This is something some mentally ill person would try and recreate or copycat. I feel terrible writing such or said written writing such a bad review but the story in in is insulting to different regions and people that are fringe tattooed different people i being one what got me so upset was all of a sudden the main character has a phone where no one else nowhere else do they try to use it to save themselves honestly a waste of time i can't get back oh fuck one that's me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, I want to say Merciless. Was it Merciless? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. I was like, Beatine Horror. I'm like, the only one that I can remember that had all of that is is Merciless. Yeah. Holy shit. Can I, can I hear the other ones? You're going to love this next oh, one. Oh shit, okay. From Sure. S-H-E-R. One star review. Do not read this book. <laughs> this is the most satanic book ever. There's a fucking pentacle on the front. God is not pleased by these books. I would advise <laughs> you not to get this book. It will corrupt your mind and the <gasps> demons and devils and evil spirits will be inside you. Will be be inside you. Will be be inside you. Okay. The time is coming when we'll only when we'll only have one book, the Bible. Use that as your shield, not a witchcraft book. It's fictional, guys. Believe me, the time will come when God will judge, and I would like to see you in that line, not in hell with Satan. God bless. That is the most aggressive. God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not okay. So, <laughs> yes, that book was intended to be that way. Yes. To to very purely see the difference what what true evil can be, and. If you guys didn't remember that one or starting at a really random time, uh, that was probably my favorite series as far as horror goes yeah. because it made me feel things. Mm -hmm. And it was truly horrific in like the best way. Yeah. But <laughs> that's hilarious. That is actually comical. I have one more. It's a little longer if you don't mind. Not at all. All right. Disappointing Read by Susan Hogben. <laughs> Thank you. So, since it's finally October and close to Halloween, I was looking for a spooky read. I came across, and since you already guessed, I will say the name, The Merciless. <laughs> and it sounded super good, so I downloaded it. Excited to read it. Okay, first of all, it took me 30 minutes max to get through this book, which was a bit disappointing. But my main issue with it was that this is not horror. The whole middle of the book was literally just 150 pages of unnecessarily graphic descriptions of torture. That doesn't make a book horror. It makes it trashy. There was no suspense. The plot twists were all incredibly predictable, and it hardly made any sense. The other problem I had was with this book was the whole... God wants this for her. We're helping her. This is what the Lord is telling us to do. Crap. No. Sophia was such a pushover. As soon as she was threatened, then she caved and did anything she was asked to do. She was very hard to root for. Finally, the Peer ending... Pressure. <laughs> finally, the ending was just... I could hardly follow any of it after about page 235. I hate spoilers in any reviews, so I won't rant about it, 
but just know that this was a huge letdown as well. I believe there was only five one-star reviews for this book. Five total. Five total one-star reviews. Amazing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so everybody who is a big horror fan, yeah, no, it's, it's a teen horror book. Yeah. But the torture scenes in the middle kind of make that gore actual true terror. Mm -hmm. It's, it's meant to make you feel that absolute fear <laughs> meant to make you feel <laughs> that is exactly how i felt yeah but it's just come on come on it's supposed to be fun yeah and half of the fun of scary movies or books is being somewhat predictable and saying what might happen yeah you know and i fucking loved those books man <laughs> weren't those perfect for me like, i think yeah. i had a 10 out of 10 yes of those. <laughs> yes you did that's funny. Yeah. I got it on the first try, too. I was like, huh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> I figured you would, but I wanted to bring in that one where it was just Satan. <laughs> and I loved it so much. I loved all of the reviews. I Again, there was only five, so I had to find ones that didn't fucking say the name. Yeah. And I'm, didn't give too much away, but obviously it's very hard to do with that book. I'm not going to lie for your reviews. I had a very hard time reading any that didn't have the name, so I'm just going to skip over it whenever that comes. Okay. Yeah. So. Break time. Break time! <laughs> what up? Super Saiyan. What up? Fusion, ha! Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you said Dragon Ball, so I just... I know. Yeah, immediately. My hands, I was pointing upwards, so I had to do the fusion thing. Yeah, it was a little weird, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I've never seen Dragon Ball. I know. I've seen one movie. Excuse me? I've seen one movie. <laughs> And it was Dragon Ball. I think it was like Super oh, the yeah. movie. And uh, the person that showed me them, fuck them, by the way, Fair was like, uh, yeah, they were the person that ghosted me for uh, our our wedding. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he was just like, oh, yeah, it kind of gives you the um, the rundown of what happened. And I still didn't understand what was happening. Yeah, it doesn't make any it, sense if you it, have no idea. It vaguely happening. set a backstory of what happened, and I'm just like, this is confusing. Yeah. Dragon Ball usually also it's like one fight scene for twenty episodes, so it's like I've I've heard that. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Speaking of anime, apparently One Piece, like the first a thousand episodes were filler. Were they? Apparently. Wait, so you can start at, like, episode 1001 and just I, be... I don't know. I would rather not do that, because you don't know who the characters are, so... I know who Monkey D. Luffy is. Yeah. <laughs> Getting ready to punch again. <laughs> yeah. I know uh, Sanji. Sanji's cool. I know... Who's the lady girl name? Nami. Nami. I know who she is. Yeah. Uh, I know who the little bitch boy is in the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> I know most of the um, the crew. Mm-hmm. It's Zoro. Mm-hmm. That's the dude with the three swords. Okay. I mean, it figured with yeah. the name Zoro. I, be a sword be. fighter. Yeah. Uh, Sanji, Usopp, uh, Nami, Robin, uh, Tony Tony Chopper, Brooke. That's a name. 
Tony Tony Chopper? Sure is. A little, uh, little reindeer. That, uh... Adorable. Can transform into, like, a fucking Hulk-type thing. Even more adorable. Met the voice actor. Beautiful. Yeah. Bruno Palancina. Ah. She's very kind, by the way. If you ever have a chance to meet her, do it. Isn't she also Moxie? Yeah. Yeah. You got her signed as Moxie. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so, gaming news. <laughs> uh, there's so much fucking happening with gaming. There really is. Yeah, it's hard to cover a lot. I suggest checking out Game Rant. That's the company that kind of goes over news. Yeah. Um... Uh, the new Saints Row was finally released. Mm-hmm. I started playing it. It's goofy. A lot of people have problems with it. I'm not really finding anything weird with it. Like technical problems or like problems as far as the gameplay goes? A lot of people are saying there's game breaking bugs. But I never fucking believe that. Because anytime somebody's like, oh, there's these game breaking bugs. The thing is. If you just play the game, usually that doesn't happen. You have to do very specific things for these bugs to happen. So they most likely trigger these things and then just go, Oh, I broke it! Yeah. Yeah, that's stupid. But um, I'm having no issue with it. The main menu theme is phenomenal. You, it really you, is. It is. Oh my god. When, we, when he loaded it up the first time, I was like, Holy fuck, hold on. That's a banger! That is a banger. Um... My character is practically me with just a little deeper Southern accent. It really is. Yeah. If you, okay. <laughs> so looks aside, I was telling our friend uh, that this character is Tyler and she was like, oh, in like, oh yeah, he did a really good job of making it look like him. I was like, no, <laughs> the personality is Tyler, the cheeky, like, talk backy, like, has one-liners for every fucking thing. Damn right. Like, comical man who thinks he's funny and everything and probably should be taking it more seriously, but is doing <laughs> this so he doesn't panic, <laughs> is Tyler. Mm -hmm. If that ain't the fucking truth. And I was like, holy shit, it's you. Yeah. Like, it's thoroughly you. Holy fuck. Yeah. So, uh, that's the gaming news I have, I guess, really? I mean, that's the main one. There's, there's so many there's releases so coming. Ma uh, more things are getting announced for the new Pokemon game, which yeah. is fucking awesome. There are more cozy games out. Uh, fucking, I, this is actually something I do want to touch on. Uh, the indie game industry is fucking dominating right now. Really, they are. And the, they're not, they may not be dominating in sales. Mm-hmm. But they're dominating in a way, and I saw a video on this on uh, TikTok today that was talking, this guy said, they're dominating in a way that um, they are showing that these teams of like four or five, you know, below 10 people yeah. are able to make these absolutely phenomenal games that are complete. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, sure, they're not to the grand scale of triple a titles out there but they are complete fully finished fleshed out games like they're perfect the way they are yeah they yeah. are how games are supposed to be and just be like hey this is a finished product here you go you're welcome and he said if these indie titles came together like a few of these indie groups came together they could make a triple a franchise oh for sure like and the way that they've been producing recently 1,000%. I do have a very big soft side. Or, yeah, soft side? Is that? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, soft for, spot. Soft spot, thank you. For indie companies. I fucking love indie companies. Me too, especially all the cozy games that are coming out. They're so perfect. They don't get the respect that a lot of these AAA companies... Everybody's focusing on AAA companies. They're just like, release the game! Do it! And it's just like, this team of fucking three people are doing this. I'm pretty sure it was... For the original Spyro, when it was originally released, one guy coded it. Yeah. And then they had an artist, and yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you chill. Like, yeah. fucking chill. Smoke you, a blunt and chill. Like, you don't need that many people. I mean, obviously the gaming industry is growing, and a lot of people are... You need to keep yeah. up with the gaming industry, but I am so fucking happy to know that the indie the the indie game industry is fucking booming right now. That reminds me, there is something that is coming out that uh, Dead Island Two. Dead Island Two. That is a triple A title, technically. Yes, so. but they're coming out. Yeah, I think we announced that in the last episode. I do not remember. I thought well, that we if said that we, it was a myth. If we didn't announce it, uh, Dead Island Two is coming out. Finally, it was finally released. Who do you or not released? It was announced that it's going to be released, and I even saw on Xbox you can pre-order it. So it was one of those like, holy shit, it's real! Like, and crazy whoop. thing, I'm pretty sure the standard edition was fifty dollars, which is not bad. Not the seventy dollar premium that a lot of games are doing nowadays. Exactly, hence not that bad. So it's, I don't think the gaming industry is in trouble. I do not either. On the flip side, there's a lot of these games out there that um, the companies are focusing on pros, and I'm sick and tired of it. Same. Rainbow Six Siege was ruined by the uh, pro community. You want to know why? Oh, pros didn't like certain characters having ACOG sites. Guess what? They took away that. That's really bullshit. Apex. Uh, they didn't like that... Um, the legendary, like, golden shield allows you to uh, res yourself. Like, bring yourself back up. I mean, isn't that the point of it being legendary? Yes. Instead of it being, you know, massive healing, or massive shields, which it is. Yeah. But it's, the thing is, they're just like, oh, it makes it so unfair. And I'm just like, it... Unfair for you. But it doesn't. Because the self-upping time... It takes, you see the dude, he's crouching there, right? Yeah. And you see him pull out a fucking syringe, stick it in him, and he starts to slowly get, it took like 10 to 15 seconds. It's a really long time for healing. Yeah. If you fucking, if you got killed by somebody, if you're staring at them and they're getting up, that's your fucking fault. It really is. I'm not even gonna so, lie. So, pros are ruining a lot of games. I can't disagree, actually. Which is why I'm starting to circle back to Single-player games only. I mean, now you see why I stuck with single-player games in the first place. Yeah. Because it's like... Now, don't get me wrong. A lot of these games, they're great. Like, I, I would love to play more multiplayer games. Oh, yeah. But people ruin shit for me immediately. And I, I will say, there was a game I was playing recently that pros can't ruin, possibly. Oh? I was playing Fall Guys. <laughs> with True. my buddy Armand, shout out to you. He's fucking awesome. Met he is on, fucking awesome. Met him on Bumble BFF, by the way. Never, never met you, Armand. But uh, 
I'm glad you were giving my husband company and, and friendship. We were playing Fall Guys and we were laughing, yelling, and just oh, being yourself and having fun. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a game that's a lot of fun. That's multiplayer because it's not a serious game. It's not meant to we be. We didn't win any and it's just like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. There was one time when we got knocked out in the first round and it's like, meh. Yeah. Let's just start up another round. If people get fully ragey about Fall Guys, I question yeah. so much yeah. of their personality. Because this game, for me at least, I-, I may actually cover this game at some point, but I'm just like, oh no, I lost. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go into the next one. Do it again! <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. I enjoy this pain. <laughs> so, with that, <laughs> shall we? Please. Let's have a whoa time. What just happened? Thrillville off the rails. Oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Now I get it. (laughs) The release date uh, was October 9th, 2007. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, The genre is simulation in the same way that Roller Coaster Tycoon is a simulation game. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So a little goofy, but like, whatever. Yeah. Um, the developer was Frontier Developments, which I think they got named something else recently, but Frontier Developments, which are known for the Roller Coaster Tycoon games. I didn't know that before I wrote the first Roller Coaster Tycoon thing. Uh, okay. Uh, they made the 2013 Zoo Tycoon game, and uh, along with a lot of simulation type games. I remember playing that Zoo Tycoon game. It was actually pretty good. Yeah, it, it would have been, I think, on PlayStation. Yeah, but I think also I played a, on Xbox. I think I played like a demo version of it. That's because, fair. Yeah, uh, I never got games that were bought ever. <laughs> they were gifts. <laughs> That's fair. So, uh, yeah, Frontier Developments. A lot of those simulation type games where you have this fucking business, and you're like, "Oh, it's a zoo. Let's build it. Let's build a Le- roller coasters or theme park. Let's build it." Like that's that's what this company is known for. Oh my God. Let's build a zoo. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, publisher for this game, LucasArts. Huh? Which is a video game subsidiary, subsidiary, there we go, of Lucasfilms by George Lucas. What? Yeah. They're no longer a thing. No, they aren't. But like also, what? But they are known for, and I actually had this. Let's see if I can't find it. Um, The Secret of Monkey Island. Oh. <laughs> That's a major one that they did. I don't know why I made that noise. It, it was I was trying to say oh, and it came out as oh. <laughs> yeah, they made so many games. Uh, Sam they and, made a Sam lot and Max. Those were good games, from they, what I heard. Ghoul made Patrol. More game, more than just games, is what I was trying to yeah. say. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Understatement of the year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Lego Star Wars as well. Yep. I remember that for sure. And if I'm not mistaken, I think they had... No, I don't think they had anything to do with um, uh, Time Splitters. I don't think so. No. Because I don't remember you mentioning them. I don't either. (sighs) Yeah, okay. Angry Birds Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that one because I played that. So, Is it obvious what kind of games that I typically like to play? <laughs> so it's uh, uh, no longer running from my knowledge. Uh, it looks like they ended in 20, 
2013 is when they ended. Hmm. So. Oh, so like right, right then. Yeah. <laughs> right at the edge. Yep. So, uh, let's see. The systems that this was released for, Windows, Nintendo DS, PS2, PSP, the Wii, and Xbox 360. And it is currently backwards compatible. So. That's how you played it. Exactly. I am. Although I do have it for the Wii, so. Actually quite sad about the fact that the PSP just doesn't exist anymore. I know. PlayStation, do it again. (laughs) I missed it. So the synopsis, I'm going to call it. Sure. Uh, this comes from the IGN description of the game. Okay. Off the Rails is all about managing Thrillville, which is a theme park. Mm-hmm. An explosively unique theme park run by a single kid slash teen who you can customize. That is a terrible idea. And a kind-hearted but admittedly crazy scientist by the name of Uncle Mortimer, who... Who just has to be a distant relative or spiritual successor to Dr. Emmett Brown. I was going to say, is this fucking uh, Back to the Future? He, like... You can tell the similarities, like the inspiration there. Okay. I will say there is a funny... Mo- his tie's always rolled up, like, on his around his neck. Yeah. So he, like, will flatten it, and then it'll roll back up. And it's I just love funny. that. So, uh, quote-unquote managing can be somewhat misleading, be a somewhat misleading term, though. Because the majority of this game revolves around building placement and minigames. If you're a fan of simulation games and micromanagement, but you also enjoy a pinch of party fun, this may be a title that's right up your alley. Huh. Yeah. Tyler, you need to be doing uh, voice acting, K thanks. Because that was a very great announcement. That you... Thank you. <laughs> I feel weird saying your first name. That was I... very weird, yeah. It was very uncomfortable for me. <laughs> <laughs> He is only babe or darling. Okay. <laughs> so I will give you uh, this little uh, like advice. Don't play the first one. Don't play just Thrillville. Fair enough. Uh, it's like, sure, it was a good introduction to the series at the time and all that, but the tutorial is literally the same. Oh. Like, I played Thrillville off the rails, then I went back to normal Thrillville. Yes. Yeah. It's a games for gold right now. Cool. And the... It was literally the same tutorial. And it's like, what the fuck is this? So, um, this game takes, this game takes everything about the first game and makes it better. And you really don't need to play the first one to understand what's going on. Oh. You know that you're competing, like Mortimer tells you immediately. He's like, hey, you did great in Thrillville, but now we're doing more with it and we're still competing against Globojoy. Like. Cool. That's. That's it. It's the same shit, just a different story. Yeah, with more roller coaster pieces. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, what is the goal of this game? Mm-hmm. Well, it's pretty simple to defeat Globo Joy. <laughs> <laughs> defeat Globo Joy. And honestly, it's about playing games, building roller coasters and rides, making guests happy, and completing missions to unlock more parks. Okay. Side note, the missions usually have to do with getting to a certain point in a MIDI game, like, oh, get to level three. Okay. Um, Getting a certain rating for that park. So being like, oh, guess happiness up to 90%. You should do that. I mean, sure. Or removing robots from your park. 
That's a thing. Apparently. How do you remove robots from the park? Well, uh, there's multiple ways. You uh, challenge them and beat them at a game. You make them ride roller coasters that crash. Or you flirt with them. <laughs> Excuse me, the fuck? Yeah, if you try and flirt with them, they go, I do not understand. And then, like, they leave the park. So they panic and it, leave. It short circuits them. That is amazing. Yeah, it's really stupid. I, yeah, 1,000%. it's fucking funny. Stupid. You do befriend a uh, robot at one point. Okay. Because the other robots are mean to him. Oh. <laughs> so you're, he's just like, please help. Honestly, and it's like, okay, <laughs> I got you, man. <laughs> We're friends now. It's okay. <laughs> so, um, by the way, this review will be very short because it's not that... It's straightforward. It's not a long game. Nope. I completed it in probably, honestly, like two days worth of time. That's not long at all for Tyler. At yeah, all. I, I did space it out over like uh, quite a few days. But even with spacing it out, I was just like, oh, I'm already on the next fucking map. Great. What the fuck? <laughs> so uh, in this game, there are five parks. With uh, three areas usually based on the theme of the overall park. I say usually because some don't exactly make sense. For example, in the first one, Thrillville Stunts, there's Battleville. What? Yeah, not sure how that adds up, but you know, it's there. Yeah. Like Thrillville Stunts, the first area you spawn in, it has monster trucks driving over like the walkway like they jump over it. It's stunts, right? Yeah. You go through a tunnel into the next area, Battleville, there's tanks, there's a general just fucking standing there. It sounds so extra for It's no just reason. like, what the fuck is that? I forget what the third area is in that park, but... Like, legit doesn't sound like it makes any sense. Yeah, oh, it's Westernville, which doesn't have to do with stunts. It doesn't have anything to do with each other. <laughs> exactly. So... Make the confusion yeah. stop. Um... I, I'm not going to go through all of them because it's five, it's 15. I would be talking about over 15 things because, oh, here's this world and the three areas in the world. Oh. But I will say which one is my favorite. Okay. I am a big fan of Thrillville Other Worlds. It has a, like, a world that's, or a part of the park that's, themed around a character in one of the minigames. Oh. It has Ocean World, Ooh. and then a Future... I guess it's all a Waterville and... um, what's it, There's a dog barking. It's very confusing. Yeah, I, I was like, why is there a dog barking? And then Futureville. So it's it has that other worlds. It's very different from our current world. You know, that's, yeah. that's the idea of it, and it's a lot of fun. Specifically... The sub park or area called Oceanville. Okay. Um, I'm just a huge dork when it comes to water based things. Truth. That is a known fact about me. He's a sim for his god. <laughs> and they did a good job dis designing this specific portion of the park. There's a giant squid that's like wrapped around shit. There's uh, bubbles constantly popping up, uh, like, around the walkways. It's kind of adorable, though. There's giant fish swimming overhead, so it looks like you're underwater just walking around. Okay, admittedly awesome. Even the walkway has that, like, if you were underwater, you know that weird, like, splosh, splotchy texture? Yeah. Yeah, it has that on 
everywhere. So it's like, oh, I'm underwater. Whoa. That's really cool, actually. And then when you do what I do and build uh, the roller coaster to go way too high, you can see th- over all the other parks and mm-hmm. just be like, I'm no longer in the water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not safe. <laughs> yep. So uh, plus the music in that area is fucking solid pleasant or like just good it's good music oh shit fucking uh ocean avenue played (laughs) sorry that wasn't my favorite song that played there but uh, what i'll get that song yeah it's a good song but it's one of the ones that did play there i'm shaking i'm so excited yeah so there are around 50 mini games in this game yes five zero which sounds like a lot, and, you know, you might honestly think, oh, there's a lot, but they can't be good. It's just little quick things, right? I mean, mini games are, like, my favorite things. Yeah, so. the thing is, every mini game is fully fleshed out. Mm. <laughs> like, fully. Mm. Um, th- there's very few issues in between the games, and they feel great, no matter which one you're playing. So uh, these range from mini golf to gun ranges, like those little pellet guns oh, yeah. that you're shooting uh, targets at downrange. Yeah. Uh, to uh, fucking a variety of arcade and carnival games. That is so. Cool. Ski ball, um, bumper cars, RC, a fucking destruction derby. So things that you would find at a, like a normal theme park. And then there's some that are like a little fantastical, like a sumo. A, a saucer sumo, which is you're just on these hover, or there's you're controlling this hovering spaceship. Yeah. And you're trying to bump the other ones off of the side. That's good. It was. Yeah, it's great. And there, it ranges from so many of them. You know, it's just like, oh, throw co- uh, throw coconuts at <laughs> other coconuts. Oh, coconuts. <laughs> This is the first time that I went, like, fully through the game just to see what was there. And I was just like, holy shit, there's a lot here. I mean, yeah. There's a trampoline mini game. What? Yeah. Like, you jump on the trampoline and you're doing tricks on there to get the biggest points and all that. That is cool. Yeah. So, um, so arguably, the best mini game would have to be mini golf. Because while the controls stay the same... The actual course changes based on what template you used or even what custom course you built. Oh. So it's like you can get really good at one course or you can make your own and fuck with people. (laughs) There's a windmill, a hill, and those fucking weird pegs in the ground that you have to go around. Oh, okay. Good fucking luck. Like you can build whatever you want in this mini golf. I will say, I think the max amount of holes I've been able to put without just making it shot, hole, shot, hole, shot, hole, you know? Yeah. With actually making a course, it was like nine. Oh. So it's good, you know, it's a little short, but it's still fun. Yeah, I mean, as long as you're having fun with the creativity of it. Oh, yeah, and you can change the colors of anything that you build, all of that. All of it. Yeah. So, um... Arguably the worst is, um, oh, wait, I forgot to say what the, uh, what my second best would be. Your second best. Yeah. So, uh, a a very close second would be stunt rider, stunt rider. 
It's a side-scrolling motocross game where you have to get to the other side of the map in a short amount of time while doing tricks. And the soundtrack for it is amazing. Yeah. They've got, uh, I think, they have uh, Here It Goes Again by OK Go. Oh. They've got a random fucking country song. Okay. They've got the Thrillville theme song. <laughs> All right, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> like, just there were like two or three songs made for this game, specifically mm-hmm. made for this game. <laughs> okay, one of them is a banger. Yeah, the one is iffy, and the other one kind of creepy. <sighs> uh, I want to listen, but I also like the one that's huh. the ones that's like it's okay. It starts with uh, like cheerleading calling out the names of the uh of Thrillville. Okay. So it's I like, mean, oh yeah, whatever. And then it kind of goes into rock. The one that's a banger is full on rock. That's awesome. And I'm like, hell yeah. And the, the one it's talking about uh going, there's a place that I want to go. Mm-hmm. And it's like uh, flirt with all the girls that I want to know. It's like, mm, mm, you sound like a grown man. And you were good for a second there. You sound like a grown man, and I know you're supposed to be singing from the point of view of the park manager, but you're a grown man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of teenagers in this park. <laughs> so you, sir, are an adult. Yeah. These are children. Yeah. Go away. <laughs> but anyway, arguably the worst minigame, at least on any console that isn't the Wii, uh, is Alley Ball. It's ski ball, so unfortunate because yeah. I love ski ball. Same. Um, it's very obvious that it was meant to be played on the Wii with the motion controls. Yeah, makes a lot of sense because it ported over so poorly to the other systems. It's hard to even score one ball into a target. Oh no! Luckily, there's only like one or two missions that include this mini game, so you won't have to deal with it a lot. But it's still there. Yeah. There's also this, like, the mascot for that game is a skee-ball in a tuxedo and a top hat monocle cane. And, like, if you do start scoring, he starts dancing. (laughs) But as soon as you fuck up, which you will, he stops dancing and just sits there and looks around. Aww. I, yeah, no, I'd have an impulse. It's like, I need to make him dance. I found that, okay. Dance, little man. The problem is when you're playing on console, you can't change the power of how you're throwing. So what I found you do is, so you have to pull back the left stick Mm -hmm. and then you uh, like shove it forward real fast. And that's how you launch it. Which, obviously, there's no change in the power there, even if you go slowly. Yeah. So what you have to do is hold it back, make sure you're aimed where you want to be, you let go of the stick for a second so it centers, and then you flick it forward quick. Huh. And that gets you a good amount where you can just whoop. Okay. Yeah. And the longer you wait, obviously, it'll reset if you wait, like, a couple seconds. Mm -hmm. But if you're just like, one, there you go. One, two, oh, there you go. (laughs) If you do that, then you can kind of judge that. Yeah. But that's a lot to play a fucking mini game. Yeah, it really is. You shouldn't have to, like, question how to... And when you're trying to get a top score, a quote-unquote top score to beat another person so you can get a gold trophy or gold medal against him, it's kind of a fucking problem. Yeah. (laughs) When you're like, I can't fucking score. I sat there for the allotted time just fucking 
flinging it before I just said, fuck this, and looked it up. I was like, how the fuck do you do this? <laughs> and they're like, oh, here's a, here's a way to get around it. I'm like, I hate everything about this. What the fuck? <laughs> You're making my life suck. <laughs> yeah. Um, as I said, the soundtrack overall is a banger yeah. to this game. Uh, with tracks like Here It Goes Again by OK Go and the song that was my favorite that played in Oceanville, Smile by Lily Allen. Oh, you do love that song. Obviously the uh, family-friendly version because this game is rated E for everyone. Unfortunate. <laughs> um, you can imagine how good this game's soundtrack is. Mm-hmm. They even have Honky Tonk Badonkadonk. God damn that song. I forget who it's by. I don't remember either. Trace Adkins? I don't know. All I know is it gets stuck in my head at really random times. Money maker. (laughs) But uh, you know what? I want to see if I can find it. It, uh, Everybody knows that song, though. No, not everybody does. Not everybody knows that song? Are you sure? I mean, I didn't know it existed until you told me about it. Because, uh... You know, uh, Trace honk- Adkins. It is Trace Adkins. Yeah. Yo honk it down, but don't go down. Fuck you. <laughs> it's a good song. I it's keep not. forgetting that's stuck in my head now. Um, I will say everything in this game is it can be a game. If you build a roller coaster, there's this weird simulation thing where you're like, it's oh, you're VR, you know, but you're mm-hmm. just kind of like floating. And it follows the track that you built, but it's just arrows, and your character looks like a hologram. Oh. And you're just going through, and you have to, like, reach out to the different things to try and grab it, and that's how you score points, and you just keep going through that. Okay. Um, let's see, what else is there? Um, this one is annoying. Uh, it's a food, it's for your food stalls. Okay. To make sure that you can increase the uh, production and uh, profit of the thing of the stall. You play this game and it's one of those like bubble popping games where you like aim and shoot the colored orb towards the same colored oh, orb. Oh, okay. To, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's one of those types of games. Sometimes they replace it with, oh, it's like food items, so you're shooting the soda at the sodas and the hamburger at the hamburgers. Fuck it, I honestly would love that. And there's a little camera in the corner that says boss camera, and it's this really weird lady. Kind of reminds me of, like, you forgot to file your paperwork. Oh, Roz. Yeah, but, like, if you miss, sometimes she goes, uh-oh. And it's like, okay. Stop talking. <laughs> you need to stop. <laughs> Just stop talking. And when you score points, she has, like, Liddy, a little Liddy. Little one-liners that are like, oh, keep this up and you get to work the graveyard shift. (laughs) Liddy one-liners telling you you get to work the graveyard shift. And like, ooh, you're doing really good. Still got to come in tomorrow. And it's like, okay. (laughs) So being that shitty boss. Yeah, for sure. It's one of those funny things with that. Why do I have a feeling there's going to be one person who's like, what do you mean shitty boss? I tell people that. Yeah, fuck yourself. I will say... Technically, talking and flirting is a mini game. What? Because you have to, like, as you talk to the person, you understand what their interests are and what they don't like. And there's a meter that tells you how, like, how good of friends you are. So there's a kid and you're just like, oh, Jim's my favorite class. And, like, they could either be like, I love Jim or, oh, 
I hate gym. And you're like, don't talk about sports to this kid. Yeah, clearly. Let's fucking art. Do you like art? Uh, fucking the, the Mona Lisa. And it's just like, oh, that's so cool. And then the bar raises. Like, you have to go with that. Okay. And flirting, there's that range too where it's just, and it's got the cheesiest fucking pickup lines. Oh, I lost my phone number. Can I have yours? You. Yep. <laughs> I had a shirt that said that, but that is also a line in this game. That's fucking awful. It's fucking hilarious. That's awful. Yeah. You do get to learn some interesting facts. Oh? Like, it tells you the facts about, like, oh, the first Olympic, uh, it's, uh, like, where the Olympics were first held were in Greece? Yeah. Yeah, in Rome. No, not Rome. Greece. Greece. Because Olympians. Athens? Athens. There it is. Man, shows how good I am. I know about fucking tanks, not world history. <laughs> Maybe you should learn some world history. I should, yeah. <laughs> I knew it was Athens. I don't know why. I was like, Rome, that's Italy. That's wrong. Now I sound like an idiot. <laughs> but. White. <laughs> white. But uh, they tell you, like, back back in the day when I f was first playing this game, you know, in 2007, they're like, oh, it. It's salamander can grow back its tail. I'm like, you fuck, they what? Oh, yeah, for <laughs> they sure. Can, they can do that? I mean, they're lizards. Yeah, but it was one of those things that it's like, whoa! <laughs> I mean, they're not quite lizards. They really, aren't salamanders amphibians just like frogs, but they yeah. have lizard traits? Something like that. But anyway, um, <laughs> staff staff training is a minigame. With, uh, like, janitor, you have to go around the uh, park Mm -hmm. And like clean up trash or wash puke, which that sounds gross, <laughs> but it's you literally shoot water at the this weird blob on the ground like it looks like a splatter and you just poof, there you go. It's done. That's just... Mechanic. That one's a fun mini game. Uh, washing puke is now fun, apparently. Yep. <laughs> and the fucking trash that's going through there just to like tumbleweeding across the fucking oh, ground. So you have to follow it with this vacuum gun. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. A mechanic. A lot of fun. You go up to a ride and you're like, oh, I want to maintain this. You go through and it like brings out a circuit board and you have to like connect parts of the circuit board together. Okay. Yeah, it's just a little. Oh, I've seen that one. Yep. That one's actually kind of fun. And cheerleading is a rhythm game. So I've seen you do that mm -hmm. one too. Not a fan of it. Of course not. <laughs> but uh, didn't I end up playing one of them? No. No, that was, uh, Sly. Yes. That was that Sly Cooper rhythm game. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so there's some, and as I said, the aforementioned mini games, like the 50 of them, there's so many of them. Yeah. That you can just play. You can also just ride roller coasters. I mean, you can do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, ride roller coasters, play, uh, go-karts and all that sort you of thing. You can be you can be anything in a theme park. <laughs> um, there is a coaster builder and uh, the creation tool. Very, like, expanded because obviously that's the whole idea of this game. Yeah. You get to build a roller coaster however the fuck you want it to be. So say you want it to start off with a huge, like, climb and then you go drop and go into, like, three looped loops. Fucking do it. Immediate death. Yeah. It's fine. The, the, Centrifugal force doesn't kill the you. Sh the shit that me and my friends would create when like we were younger, we would have it go up, go down, and then go back up, right? Yeah. And then when it came back down, it was just a spiral 
the spiral that went all the way to the ground and then just fucking like rocketed. So you're just <laughs> and you just keep going along the track and then all of a sudden stop. Oh no, that's instant death. Yeah, because that's that's <laughs> all of that neck is snapping <laughs> like. <laughs> like I said, physics can't kill you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's stats to it, obviously. Thrill and nausea. Obviously, um, our goal was to be like, oh, 100 thrill, 100 nausea. Every time. That's the only way it can be. It makes me think of Roller Coaster Tycoon when you would build those things. And it'd be like, you can't kill people. <laughs> like, this but, is lethal. But you could. Like, if you... <laughs> there was that one ride in Roller Coaster Tycoon where it would launch, go around the loop, go up to the tip, and then come back down. Yeah. And just rest there. If you just ramped up the speed, it would go... <laughs> And just launch. <laughs> you can you can make it so coasters do not like connect at the end. You can make them oh, crash. I know that. But the thing is, they made it so characters don't die in this one. So as soon as that, like the what's what's it called for uh, the actual coast, like the thing. Oh, the cart. The cart. As soon as the cart leaves the track, everybody like ejection seats up. And a a little backpack parachute comes and they start floating down. Oh, so they live. Yeah, every <laughs> single time. Just woo, obviously, but like some of the crashes me and my friends have done straight ground. Like, <laughs> like you're at ground level and then all of a sudden crash. Like it's it's like you wouldn't be able to survive that because you're going straight down. You would just fucking rocket into a pole. Yeah. Like that wouldn't. No. That wouldn't work. But uh, this game makes it. So you can't kill anybody. I, just, I don't know why that makes me laugh so hard because it's like, I know it's not real and that's probably the reason why. Yeah. But it's just the comedy of remembering Roller Coaster Tycoon and being like, yeah, people are die, dying. Die, die, die. Yep. It's like, you'd have the complaint and it's like, my child died on yep. this ride. And it's like, oh Guest no. five th- or three, two died on this ride. This ride is closed down. And then you'd go, oh, closed reopen yeah and then just do it again and then you take away the exit so nobody could leave (laughs) (laughs) this part of the sims thing isn't it just like i'm just gonna kill them yeah and you could pick up any guest you wanted to in that game and just drop them in the water call again oh yeah logic like just logical murder (laughs) yep so uh let's see i will say uh when you do create rides certain ones can be implemented into your parks that you're playing in so like I, there was some back in the day that i would create and be like oh dude would you like to pick this template and it's like that's the one i built and you put it and if it like works with the geography of the level that you're in yeah here you go you can use it yay <laughs> um, i can use it i can use it but um, there are special whoa pieces. <laughs> okay. Every or most coasters have their own unique thing that they do. There's one where the cart looks like a hot rod, and cool. its whoa piece is you do a stunt jump. Oh, there's somewhere it's not just whoa. That's ah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, there's somewhere. Uh, there's one's a ball, right? The cart is a ball, and you roll up, and the woe piece is a cannon that fires you to the next track piece. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a lot of different ones out there. Clearly. Yeah, a lot of fun ones. <laughs> and they're meant to be fantastical and super out there, because Mad Scientist 
is oh. your uncle. Of course. Yeah. Uh, there is party play mm-hmm. in this, which is up to four-player couch or online multiplayer. Mini games of almost all, if not all, of the mini games available in the game. Uh, I believe you can even use any custom mini golf course you've made. So this is uh, like, oh, I'm bored. You want to play mini golf or RC wars or bumper car? You know, just fucking do whatever. It's like, yeah, sure. Literally anything. Yeah. (laughs) So that brings us to the end. Mm -hmm. Overall, this is a fun game to just have in the library, in the gaming library. It is on the easier side when it comes down to challenges and all that. So if you're looking for a game for younger kids to play, this suits that very well. Mm -hmm. Or if you're looking for a super chill game, it's great to have. Um, This game is fun and super chill, as I've been saying. And being able to ride every coaster you create and play every game you build is a really cool concept. Just being like, I built that roller coaster or I built that go-kart track. Just really any of that, or, oh, there's this mini game I haven't tried. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to play it. And have them fully be fleshed out where it's like, fuck, I can play 10 levels of this mini game, this 10 full levels of this mini game within this game. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So they've made that very well. Uh, If you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend you do. That being said, I will give it a 7 out of 10. Mostly because once you've done all of the missions and stuff in game, there's not a whole lot left to do. Yeah. So it's a gr- it's a good once through game. Okay. Yeah, it's like oh, I've completed all the missions. Sweet. And that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I've definitely seen a little bit of this game. Uh, it definitely not something that I would play yeah. just because of my attention span. I'd get bored too fast that's fair um ironically for somebody who plays cozy games <laughs> well i also play adventure games <laughs> just tweaked out I, d- I did yes but it's fine uh but yeah i don't know it's it's one of those that i don't have much to input on it except for like name's all right yeah. <laughs> it's all right are you ready i am let's play what's that game with a one star Okay. Oh my gosh. Where do I start? Where do you start? Yeah, okay. Um, all right. So this one-star review, all of these were from Google. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I was surprised. Uh, first one is from Harjeet. I'm not going to say last names. Oh, okay. Yeah. I might have said a last name in there. Oops. Oopsie. Uh, best thing about this game is graphics. It felt rushed as there was no story mode put in for the characters. Not to mention they ruined the look of my favorite character. I'm going to omit that. Okay. Love this franchise. 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 <laughs> but this, but felt this lacked a lot more for just online, just playing online. For just playing online, and it was a. It's a franchise game. Yeah. You can only play online in it? Yeah. You want me to give you another? <laughs> um, hold on. It's not a Halo. It's not a Call of Duty. Absolutely not. Okay. It's not a FPS at all. It's not an FPS. No. It's not a real-time strategy, I imagine. No. Okay. 
Online only? What online only games have I fucking played? I don't think it's specifically online only, but... Or multiplayer only, I should say. Technically. But uh, I do have another one. Okay. This game is is by Hunter S. The last name is there, too. Yep. Uh, This game is complete unbalanced garbage. You can play two to three years five times a week and still get beaten by a complete noob on the first few games? How? Simply pick a stupid character that has cheesy moves and easy inputs and you will be... Oh, this is Tekken. (laughs) This is Tekken. When most people online, (laughs) it's one of the worst games you can play online, avoid. It's specifically Tekken 7. Yep. (laughs) Um... I have to redo this one. Oh, oh, give me a second. I think there is a story mode. Is there? I... I thought there was, like, a character story mode, but I could be wrong on that. Hold on. (laughs) Tekken 7 story mode? Yeah. (laughs) In Tekken 7, story mode is altered from prior story modes, being broken into two parts. The first is the main story, called the Mishima Saga, and the second is a series of character episodes. So there's... There's two story modes to this, buddy. <laughs> That's where I was getting confused because I know. I was like online only games. The only online only game I could think of was like Call of Duty Black Ops, I think 4. Yeah, but that that's I was not like it. I haven't talked about that game and I won't because it's outdated. Uh Anyway. Yeah. Uh so this next one is all in caps. Oh, boy. Which is my favorite. So, uh, it's by Jared. Oh, fuck you, Jared. Uh, one star. No stars for this POS game. Unbalanced and needlessly frustrating that leads to utter despair, anger, and regret spending money on this game. The two characters I actually find interesting, Shaheen and Gigas? Gigas? Gigas. Gigas, by far the worst characters in a cast of boss characters. Gigas Rage Drive is worthless. Worst experience in my life. So many exclamation points. <clears throat> Get good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see, the character that I chose in that game was King. Mm-hmm. And uh, arguably, like, not many pros choose him. I just like him in that game. Oh, uh, This I found out a lot later. Yeah. They, in, uh, in Tekken 7... They did a collab with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, yeah. I talked about the Bullet Club shirts. The thing I didn't talk about, King, his moveset is based off of, uh, oh, God, what the fuck is his name? He's the Rainmaker. I think that's Okada. I think it's Okada. Yes. Kazuchiki Okada. Okay. Uh, his move, King's move set is based off of his wrestling, Okada's wrestling. That is amazing. And he has, uh, an outfit that is based off of ring gear that Okada himself wore to celebrate this game coming out. So. That's kind of awesome. And King is not a popular pro character. So, um, I just like him. I always have since the beginning of Tekken. So again, suck it. Yeah. Get fucking get good. Hey, Jared. (laughs) fucking touch grass <laughs> okay so i do have one more because i wasn't oh, sure which ooh. one i wanted to do yeah uh so this one's by pure chivalry 
Horrible matchmaking. Fuck off. There is no chance for a new for a new player to learn because the game is filled with Smurfs. That's actually fair. No tutorial. Yeah. Matchmaking is a slow process and the game room thing is a joke. Play a fight and wait for four more fights. Don't waste your time or money on this game. At least with Mortal Kombat X, you can see the level of the person and how many fights they have had before you fight. Tekken, unfortunately, is not progressing. They seem to be ten years behind. Um, That's funny because you can do uh, private matches. Yeah. Which means, yeah, you do have to go into the game room, but then you just press, or the later press starts, and then you fucking go. Exactly. Or what I actually do enjoy, and I think Dead or Alive did this a while ago, uh, the match room. You go into this match room, you can talk with people that are in there, and then when the match is up and it's not your fight, you get to watch these two people fight. I mean, that's kind of awesome. And then it's like, oh, okay, that person's really good. He won. He's going up next against you now you get that you know how he fights if he chooses that character i mean that is a smart thought process it's no different yeah. than like pl- watching a fight before you're going to fight like, yeah it's bleh. literally people i will say this is one of those fighting games like any of the other ones that pros dominate uh-huh. and if you're not into fighting games which i'm not really into fighting games i'm better at them yeah you're you're gonna fucking get your ass kicked exactly like hard <laughs> yeah so good luck i got i wasn't over the smurfs thing yeah so i didn't understand that. smurf account is uh when you are a higher level ah. and then you make a low ranked account to go up against easier opponents my dumbass was just like papa smurf i yeah <laughs> you're a normal person smurf account yeah low level so you go up against very easy people uh it happens in call of duty fair enough technically i have a smurf account even though i don't use it ah that's true um and it it happened a lot in for honor which Mm, sucked yeah um there's a lot of games that are like, oh, we're just going to go to this new profile, play as this new profile until I start getting good at this profile and they start putting me in the same matches that I'm typically at. like in. Yeah. Then we're going to start it over again and put me with a bunch of new players again. It's just stupid. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. I liked I second I got it the second time. That was great. I know. I was just like I need to make this at least somewhat difficult because almost all of these fucking say it. Yeah. It's like, shut up. Yeah. There were like 55 one star reviews. Really? Yeah. It was a lot. I will say I do have a bad, uh, bad taste of that game because the one person that I played it with. Yeah. Was the same person that ghosted. Oh, true. That is very true. So I don't have the best experience with that game because he was really good. I was very new. I got my ass kicked every time I played it. As it would happen. And I didn't get to really practice. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's a bad game. No, but you reported on it. And yeah. I figured I was, I literally have just been scrolling through our older episodes going beep and then just stopping. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's definitely uh, fun to, uh, it's. I can see why there's one-star reviews, but also these are very, it's kind of that Dark Souls, like, oh, the first boss is, well, like, you can't kill him. 
it's one of those things. Get good. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, you just got to keep playing the game. There's a learning curve for sure. You got it. Once you get over that learning curve, you start learning combos, all that. You'll be fine. Yeah. I feel like that's how it is with most games. Yeah. Find, like, a, find a character that's good, become good with that character, and then find your favorite character and transfer that, like, knowledge over. I feel like I did that with Cinderace. Yeah. He's my best boy. <laughs> <laughs> I play right. a lot of Pokemon. Okay, guys. <laughs> well. Thanks for joining us again. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, we can't wait to see you next month, whenever that happens, or next two weeks. I don't know. We'll find out. End of this month, if not, like, the very end, hopefully. I plan on, like, recording the D&D episode and then editing it and publishing it, like, almost immediately. We're trying very hard to make sure that that comes out by the end of the month. Instead of on uh, 8 o'clock on the last day of the month. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but, uh, Yeah. Okay, guys, we love you. And don't forget to check out all of our socials while you have a chance. I'm trying to stay active in them. It's really hard because life. But that being said, they will always be attached. And don't forget that you can always read these books and play these games on your own. And experience them for yourself. And there might be more D&D merch coming soon. Yeah! We'll have more t-shirts! Hopefully more hats and shit, too. Do they have hats? They do. They have hats now? They've had hats. They've also had pillows. Why don't I have a page turner's hat? I don't know. Blasphemous. It is blasphemous. (laughs) Anyway, we love you guys. Bye. Keep on turning those pages. (laughs) And mashing those buttons. Now bye. Bye. Bye.